at the very, very first meeting, I had an image in my head of what I wanted to do. Even though that was completely unfounded, there was no research yet whatsoever, I kind of had this vision of women on the waters of the Royal Docks at night. And it, like we often do, artists, creative people, you sort of have an, a hunch and you follow it and then later on discover that there was a good reason why you had it. So my name is Manny Marshall. I am a visual artist and filmmaker based in Hackney, where I've been living pretty much for most of my adult life. I'm originally from Germany, but moved here about 30 years ago. The reason I got involved with this particular project and made the work that I've made called Flotilla is probably located in the fact that I make a lot of work through processes of participation, location research, and collaborative practices that involve quite often groups of people and examine how we all as social beings tend to find our place in life and in the kind of societies that we live in through our relationships with others. I think as long as everybody is like guided by the one boat in front in terms of pacing, then it should be a near boat person. Then it should, I think it should work. Yeah, that's how. That's my logic. In the first I've known the Royal Dogs for a very, very long time. I remember being at the Royal College I studied photography in the early 90s and driving out to Silvertown with someone to take photographs and it was just the most unreal, moon-like experience of going to the outer reaches of the world. <laughs> at least that's what it felt like to me at the time. And discover a real sense of kind of otherworldly beauty. It's still very much London. I mean, City Airport is there, but at the same time, yeah, as you travel out on the DLR, you do really feel like you're traveling into a very different environment that has its very own kind of socio-geographic atmosphere. Even when we think about it as an area of absence or that needed to be rebuilt or regenerated, remembering how important those kind of really strong community links were to this space is so important. And at the heart of it is the docks. I'm Anna Maguire and I'm a lecturer in public history at UCL. And I'm a historian of empire, war and migration, mostly focused on the 20th century and Britain. And I'm also a historian of London. So that's how I came to be involved in this project. So thinking about the docks and the space of the docks and the kind of mobilities of that population was really interesting to me, particularly in its relationship to ideas of radicalism and resistance. For me, location research is really important. So actually, when anything, I spent quite a bit of time in the docks and then started meeting women who live in and around the docks. And that was kind of a process of four months of like being there a fair amount and kind of letting the idea percolate. I used to go sailing there when I was a kid. My dad would take me to the little water sports center on Victoria Dock and we go and sail Picos. It's quite a difficult place to sail, to be honest, because it's so surrounded by tall buildings. 
it's flat calm and then suddenly the wind will just come funneling down a gap between buildings you just end up capsized so you've got to like scramble your boat back upright again I've always been involved and interested in boats and the water I've, I've sailed from quite a young age that's always been a big passion for me and a big part of my life my name is Maddie Phillips and I was invited to take part in the project because of another project that I organised in the Royal Docks where we took a Thames sailing barge into the docks for a couple of days so that people could come and visit it and I now work on the Cutty Sark in Greenwich. I didn't know already that there's such an incredible and shocking imbalance of women working on the water. Until the 1990s, women were not allowed to work on moving vessels. If you think about the history of women's liberation and the suffragettes and struggles for equality, 1990 is, you know, that's so recent. Today, 1.2% of the seafaring population is female. 1.2%, that's nothing. I had no idea how late it was before women were allowed to work on ships in this kind of formal capacity. And it's been really interesting speaking to some of the participants about their relationship with the water and sort of seeing it as kind of quite a male gendered space. There has been like a lot of prejudice against women and, you know, yeah, like women being considered unlucky on ships. There's a lot of truth in that. And it, I think that has been like quite a prevalent belief among some people for a long time, but there's also a surprising number of women who kind of have been present, either on ships or like at least playing a really crucial role in a lot of maritime industries, like more than most people care to admit, more than some people who really like the romantic boy's own kind of image of sailing as, you know, like the, the manliest manly thing that you could do would care to admit. When we were looking for participants, we made a call out for local women who felt that they were in some way connected to the area and inspired by the idea, but also were kind of aspirational people in themselves. I went to this briefing session and I just said, I've got to go somewhere, but I'd like to put my name down. And I'm so happy that Melanie and her team, they were so persistent. So they kept on emailing me saying, you know, we'd really like for you to get involved. My name is Councillor Thelma O'Doy. I'm a teacher, so I'm a teacher of mathematics. I've lived in Custom House pretty much all my life. Last year, I was recently elected to become a councillor. So I'm a councillor in the area. The group of women that became involved both as boat users but also predominantly as the women that we were sort of our inspirational figureheads at the front of the boat. For a start they were very cross-generational which is fantastic from being really young in their early 20s to being in their early 60s at least. Melanie came to visit the figurehead collection that we have in the dry dock under the Cutty Sark. That was another aspect of the project that really kind of intrigued me, you know, like the idea that the only time really like women were allowed on board a ship was the carved figurehead at the front. Quite a lot of figureheads, you know, they were just kind of like stock. So a shipyard would kind of make up a bunch of bodies, kind of all identical, and then just like leave the heads as a blank. So when you came in saying, 
what figurehead you wanted, you could tell them what face you wanted them to carve on it, depending on whose likeness you wanted to be, and then, you know, they just, like, paint the dress the right colour. Even then, they, like, they quite often weren't unique. Really thinking about the docks as a kind of a gateway is really interesting, but also becoming a real heart for industrial action and social movements and organising, and that's particularly had, like, a long history with women in the docks. It was wonderful when we had the first meeting, we had about 15, 18 people around the table. It was all women. <laughs> it's one of those amazing moments where you kind of have a conversation and you think, wow, there's so much power in this room and energy. I think it's just one person per boat. I saw No, we're not alone. Oh, there's, there's, there's the boat workers. Oh, right. We're not driving the boat. <laughs> We had the rowers, the people who actually do this on a weekly basis, so they were all there. And then there were other women, just like myself, from the community, who are not maybe into water sports, but we were all invited anyway. And we were asked to wear what we'd usually wear to represent our profession. Hopefully, what people will experience and take away is slightly different from what I'm going to say. Because if they just take away what I have in mind, they would find that disappointing. I love it when the work is bigger and wider and more complex. Yeah, I hope people will see the variety of of women and, you know, like all of the different things that they do, different personalities and characters, that we're really not just a monolith, but that's something that's worth celebrating. And yeah, I, I hope it does encourage people to kind of think more about the history of the royal docks as well and the involvement of women in the area too because I, I think there's a lot that you could dig into let's start numbering off so the first row one one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen on the boat i just know that it represents the diversity of newham because all these different women of all different ages, all different races, cultural backgrounds, religions, we were all there on these boats. And historically, I don't know if you came here hundreds of years ago, I don't know if you'd see that same picture. What I think my work more generally has a sustained interest in and forms an inquiry into is how we form more sustainable futures through equitable life situations that include all people This audio postcard was produced by Lucia Scadzocchio from Social Broadcasts as part of Sea Change, commissioned by the Royal Docks team in collaboration with University College London and curated by Invisible Dust. Featuring the voices of Melanie Manshaw, Dr. Anna Maguire, Maddie Phillips and Councillor Thelma Odoi. On-site recording was by Eleanor Wright and Catherine Liggins.